start with what you've got. Because in the beginning, if you have a lot of money to invest in your freelancing business, that's probably going to lead you into distraction. It's going to allow you to buy more tools. You can overcomplicate things. You're just going to have the money to follow your distraction down some of these little paths, chasing shiny things, instead of having to get really focused on what you should be doing. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode, we are talking about how to do more with less and why that is so important when you are starting out as a freelancer. Now, it is so easy to get sidetracked by everything out there, all the information, all of the blog posts, all of the YouTube videos, all of the things telling you that you need a whole bunch of things, right? A website, business cards, that you need to come up with a business name, all of these different things. It's so easy to, they call it like shiny object syndrome. It's so easy to get distracted by something shiny and run off chasing that. And I understand because I have been there. And now recently, within the last six months, I was diagnosed with ADHD and I realized, okay, this makes a lot more sense. My life makes a whole lot more sense. But anyone can get distracted by the unimportant things when you are starting out, especially friends, family, a lot of people that mean well will tell you to go down this path of like structure and like creating a business plan or maybe doing all these things that they've heard about that are no longer relevant in many ways. You need to zero in on just a few things and that's what I'm sharing with you today. I want to talk about hustle culture just in a quick sense. All I'm going to say about it is screw it, right? You do not need to hustle in the sense that people talk about it these days working, grinding, working so fast, working so hard. No, you need to get focused and work on the simple things. Do those over and over. Simply repeat. Like it's so simple when you break it down to the fundamentals, right? I would have been successful so much faster had I not gotten distracted by all these other things, had I not thought that, oh, I need to just like really grind and work really hard. Didn't know that back then, but I know it now. And so I'm sharing it with you. Instead of hustling, we're going to talk about ruthlessly simplifying. As a freelancer just getting started, you need to cut out what does not need to be done now. Cut it out. That way you'll minimize your distractions. Instead, you're going to focus on the most important things. And here they are. Ready? As a beginning freelancer starting out, you need to find clients, pitch clients, and keep clients. These are your three most important things. If you're not doing one of these three things, chances are you're probably distracted. So you're going to ignore all that talk of, oh, you need a big social media brand. You need to brand yourself. You need a fancy website. You need business cards. You need any of this outdated stuff that really is not true and does not have to matter. It doesn't have to matter. If you're offering social media as a service and you need social media to show your clients what you can do, fine. But there's other ways too. It doesn't have to be. I mean, if I was starting out in social media, I'd pitch myself as saying, I don't have a social media account because that distracts me from doing what I do, which is getting my clients great results on social media. If you want to see what I can do, look at this client's page. Look at this client's page. Look at this client's page. I don't have my own because I don't want to waste my time working on that when I could be out there getting great results for you, right? I'd pitch myself that way. 
So you don't have to do what everyone else is telling you you have to do. Let that stick. Please let that stick. Because so much of the stuff I'm telling you guys, I read the same stuff and I'm on these articles about how to start freelancing and so much of what they say is absolute junk. I read them back when I was getting started and I wasted so much time building unnecessary things that I did not need. Second thing, it's fine if it's dirty, just get it done, okay? You don't need fancy tools. It doesn't need to look good, right? The behind the scenes of your business can be an absolute wreck in terms of what it looks like. Like it needs to work, but it doesn't need to look good. I worked with a client. We were generating millions in revenue. Behind the scenes, we're holding the business together with Google Sheets. I kid you not. We were doing just incredible things. And behind the scenes, it was like duct tape and shoestrings, right? You would have thought we were using all this crazy software, all this crazy automation, all this crazy stuff. No, we were holding it together, you guys, with Google Sheets, right? Because it's not about the tools you're using. It's more about the systems, the process that you have in place, and of course, the people, the people who make the magic happen. With that client, we laugh about it now, right? We talk about the good old days when everything was just an absolute wreck behind the scenes until we were able to build our own software that did what Google Sheets did. And of course, now it's a lot shinier. It's a lot prettier. It's a lot nicer for people that work for us. But you can do amazing things with basic tools, with very basic tools. So I encourage you when starting out, keep things as lean as possible for as long as possible. So don't spend a lot of money. You can take pride in kind of that penny pinching aspect of just like being super thrifty, keeping it simple, not spending a whole lot of money and not just with money, but also with your systems and your processes. You don't have to get super fancy to get results. You can go on YouTube and watch all these people. They have these beautiful, fancy journals and agendas and morning routines, and they have this incredible notion set up or this asana set up and everything just runs like clockwork. Well, here's the thing. First of all, they went through the trenches just like you're going to do. And it took them ages to get that set up. Okay. They had to make mistakes. They had to fall down, get back up, figure out what worked for them, figure out what didn't work for them. No one just started a business perfectly. It took a lot of trial and error for them to develop a system that worked for them so they can then now do a shiny tutorial for you on YouTube and present this system that they have. Also, you can't be sure that anyone else's system is going to work for you. We're all individuals. I have watched some of those same YouTube videos and I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. And I try it and I'm like, this does not work for me. (laughs) And it's taken me a lot of time to admit that. I used to try to plug through and keep following someone else's routine. And I always get excited too. You know, they're so nice and neat and orderly. And as a person with ADHD, I do secretly crave order. I wish I could be that organized. I'm not, I'm a mess, right? But I have other systems that work for me, like putting things all in one crazy dock, but I know where it's at and I can find the stuff I need because it's all right there instead of buried in 1800 pages in Notion. So figuring out what works for you, don't get hung up on the fact that someone else's system looks beautiful and yours looks like a hot mess. Like you guys would be like the amount of money I have made with the crazy janky systems I have behind the scenes is crazy looking in from the outside, but it works for me. And I've had to teach my team how my brain works. And we've all figured out systems that kind of work together. We get this stuff done. That's the thing at the end of the day. Does it get done? Does it work? Then keep doing it. And what you can do, and I've done this with clients as well, there comes a day when you can clean it up. If you can start nice and neat from the beginning, great. But most people don't 
Start like that. So I don't want you to get hung up on that fact. If that's what's holding you back, that is not perfect, that is not systematized and pretty and stuff in the beginning, that's fine. You know, I've worked with clients where we have been producing results on systems that could definitely be better. But we get to the point where we've generated enough income, we're making enough money that we go, okay, now is the time to spend some money to clean this up. Now, there are people out there who are productivity experts, who are systems experts, people who come in and they will set up systems for you. And it's really helpful when they've done it a few times. I have done enough systems set up for my clients' businesses that it's so much easier for me to do than it is for them because I've seen how multiple different businesses work. I can come into their business and I immediately get a sense and I hang up, okay, this is what's going on. I see what we need here. We need this, we need this, we need this, we need to get organized, right? And there are other people who you just pay to come in and set up. Say you're running your business and all kinds of documents and notes and all these things. There's people who can come in after the fact and go, hey, I'm going to build you a beautiful customized system that works for you. And I'm going to train you on how to use it and train your team on how to use it. And we'll set it up. There are specialized people out there for everything. You don't need, and most of us won't have the money to spend on that from day one. The other thing I want you to realize is that those people on YouTube often have teams of people working for them. Okay. I have people working for me, sometimes on, sometimes off, sometimes, you know, a lot of people, sometimes a few people, sometimes it is for uh, sustained periods when we're working on something big, but there is no way that everything you guys see that comes from me comes from me, right? I have help. I wouldn't be able to put out this podcast, build freelancing courses, work consulting for my clients, build courses for my clients, put out a weekly newsletter, travel the world. You know, I can't do all this stuff alone. I have people working for me who help me do it. So most people who seem on the front like a one person business, well, don't beat yourself up because they're not a one person business. They're not doing it all themselves. My face is on live work travel. Yes, because I am the person who's doing this and I'm the person who's out traveling the world and spreading the message that I have about designing a life for yourself, finding financial freedom, creating financial freedom through freelancing and being able to live and work from wherever I want. That is my life. Therefore, it makes sense that it's my mug that you see. There's a team of people behind me who believe in this as well and support me. And I would never, ever be able to do what I do without them. So many of the people that you see out there could not do it without their assistants, their operations managers, or sometimes even people who are drafting up these beautiful systems that they are then out there kind of preaching on YouTube. Remember, the outcome is more important than what it looks like. If you get more for your business done, working out of a Google Doc or working out of your notes, do that. You don't need fancy in the beginning, okay? Again, we're doing more with less when you're just starting out. Another little story about this. Back in the day, I was a middle school teacher working in Florida and my ex-boyfriend was a teacher as well. And he made his lesson plans for the next day on a sticky note. He consistently had high achieving students consistently had other teachers sent in from around the district to watch his classes and learn from him. And his students consistently scored high on the standardized state testing at the end of the year. Now, it wasn't about following this absolute BS lesson plan model that the district laid out, right? They wanted these fancy template lesson plans with all of these total just, you know, BS objectives and fluffy buzzwords, and all of this stuff that was really showy, right? It was showy and it was like, this is what we're going to be working on for the next week, the next two weeks, the next month, whatever. Like they wanted this stuff just to have it. 
really. You can tell I have some issues with education and how it's run. But it was just all this fluff that was about what people who were not in the classroom thought actually worked in the classroom. And it doesn't. Like, how would someone outside the classroom be able to tell you what's actually working in there? But anyway, that's a whole other tangent. But basically what happened was he genuinely cared about his students. He loved what he taught. And he consistently showed up and shared his passion with them. The tool, the sticky note didn't matter. It was what he did with it. And what he did with it was basically like, you know, we got to this point in period two. We got to this section in period five. And tomorrow I need to make these adjustments. This class, period one, is really not getting it. So we're not moving along, just like the lesson plan said for the next week. We're going to go back tomorrow and I'm going to bring in some other things. We're going to reinforce this concept and I'm going to help them understand. You know, the district wanted a plan for the entire month, but kids don't work like that. Lessons don't work like that. Sometimes things need, you know, your lesson doesn't go as planned. You need to go back in and reteach. You need to teach it a different way. There's no room for that in the district model. And so he just had this little sticky note. And I'll never forget that. It was one of the very first times that I saw him teach. And that completely impacted the type of teacher that I became as well. It was more important to make sure the students were learning and to treat them as individuals and individual classes than to just move everybody along at the same pace just because that's what you were supposed to do. So again, just the outcome is more important than what it looks like or how it gets done. Last thing I want to talk about is this idea that it's hard to get started because you don't have any money. Not having money is not the problem. In fact, that's a good thing, in my opinion. Start with what you've got. Because in the beginning, if you have a lot of money to invest in your freelancing business, that's probably going to lead you into distraction. It's going to allow you to buy more tools. You can overcomplicate things. You're just going to have the money to follow your distraction down some of these little paths, chasing shiny things, instead of having to get really focused on what you should be doing. Really encourage you. If you don't have a lot of money to start off in freelancing with, see that as a blessing. Back in episode four, I talk about the five things that you need to get started freelancing. They are computer, Wi-Fi, a way to take payment, professional email address, and time. You've got those five things and you have everything that you need. I started out and I was $30,000 in debt. I didn't have a lot of money to do anything, let alone to invest in my freelancing business. I created a free account on Upwork and I got started. I got started. That was the most important thing, just getting started. And I did find myself getting distracted. I would lose confidence in myself. I would lose the belief daily (laughs) that I could even do this. And then I would go and read articles and I'd think, maybe I'm not smart enough. I'm not sure what to do. Maybe if I just read one more article about this, you know, and I just distracted myself. And then it's like, oh, this person says I need a website. I probably can't succeed if I don't have a website. I would just go down these rabbit holes. And I don't want you to do that. So I'll keep coming back to it. You need to find clients, pitch clients, keep clients. And you're going to just put that on repeat. If you want some help getting started, I have a beginner freelancing course. It's called the Escape Hatch, and it takes you through the A to Z, exactly what I did to become a six-figure freelancer in my first year of freelancing. And guys, this is just straight up every mistake that I made, everything I learned. I went from an ex-middle school teacher who had no idea about freelancing to becoming more successful than I could have ever dreamed in that first year. It was absolutely 
mind-blowing to me. And I want to show you how I did it. You can find that at liveworktravel.com forward slash courses. I knew what it was like to sit there and wallow because I did not know how to get started. And I don't want that to be your excuse. You will now know exactly how to get started. Check the link in my show notes of this episode for the direct link to that course. And if you would like support, encouragement along your journey, please do reach out and say hi. You can get a hold of me at hello at liveworktravel.com or you can DM me on Instagram at liveworktravelig. I truly just cannot wait to see what you accomplish. That's all for this week. I will be back next Monday with another episode. And until then, just have an amazing week.